0: Well, if the week wasn't crazy enough as it is already, we also had the backdrop of the border fight, John Hancock, which included uh, funding the border and aid to Ukraine. That got all messed up. Where does it stand? Let's find out. Well, Colonel Jeff McCausland joins us, CBS News military expert, and he's one of our favorite guests here on The Voice of St. Louis. Uh, Colonel McCausland, welcome aboard. The, uh, the aid to Ukraine has been a political football uh, for the better part of six or more months at this point. So before we get into the politics of all of that, what is the situation on the ground in Ukraine? I think I read that the Russian troops are making advances for the first time in in quite some time. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, the Persians are appearing as trying to conduct their own counteroffensive, appearing around a town called Avdivka near Donetsk, down in the Donetsk province, trying to secure that particular area, and also around Kharkiv, more in the north and eastern part of the country. Now, these seem to be, right now, uh, moving along very slowly, and there's an open question, frankly, whether or not the Russians have sufficient reserves if, in fact, they were to achieve any kind of a, you know, a breakout, that they could exploit those particular military advantages. That is correct. At the same time, the Russians are intensifying their missile strikes on uh, Ukraine. Ukraine, uh, Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, suffered perhaps one of the largest missile strikes this year, at least, uh, just a couple of days ago. And this underscores one of the growing problems in Ukraine, which is a shortage of ammunition. At one point in time, the Ukrainians were firing about 5,000 rounds of artillery a day now they're down to firing about 2,000 rounds a day, and that's a direct a direct reflection of the inability of the United States Congress to resolve this question of military aid. And furthermore, uh, the missiles that are striking Ukrainian cities now are, are having more effect because the Ukrainians are running very, very short on air defense missiles to counteract that. And the Ukrainian ambassador in Washington have brought that up even this morning in trying to urge lawmakers to move forward on military aid to Ukraine.
0: Yeah, and, and so, you know, our European allies have been putting money in, uh, in considerable amounts. But the United States, uh, that pipeline has come to a halt. Now, we did have a vote in the Senate uh, as they're advancing the standalone foreign aid package. And there were 17 Republicans that voted for cloture on the thing, which is a shocking number to me. That means, you know, 30-some voted, didn't vote for it. Uh, Regardless, it looks like Ukraine aid is going to pass in the Senate, uh, relatively quickly, I think, where do things stand in the House?
1: Well, you know, what's going on in the United States Congress is trying to, like, read your crystal ball right now. My crystal ball is a little cloudy, to say the very least. Uh, but it's it's very, it seems to me that if, in fact, a bill for Ukrainian mail aid, which, by the way, is combined with military aid to Israel and military aid to Taiwan was brought to the floor of the House that would likely pass. I think most, if not all, the Democrats vote for it, and at least a significant number, if not a majority, of Republicans. The open question is whether or not, frankly, the Speaker of the House, Mr. Johnson, will actually allow the, the, the bill to come to the floor for a vote, or will he continue to hold it hostage for more concessions from the Democrats on the border, which seems like a fruitless effort at this point, to my mind, and more focused on trying to score political points with a political base and prepare for elections and maintain the border as an issue.
0: So uh, we'll find out this week that Tucker Carlson, the conservative commentator, went to Russia, interviewed Vladimir Putin for a couple of uh, hours. This is on top of what seems to feel like a growing support of Vladimir Putin and Russia inside the Republican Party. Is this being mimicked? in Europe by some of our allies? Are we starting to see some contingencies being sympathetic to the Russians in Europe?
1: No, we're not. No, I haven't seen that. I mean, there's a few exceptions. Frankly, Viktor Orban in Hungary has been a long-standing, somewhat friendly towards uh, the Russians, uh, the president of Slovakia. But beyond that, I haven't seen that at all. And in fact, if you talk about Eastern European states, the Baltic Republics, Poland, Romania, Bulgaria, are, are really the new front line uh, in all this, they're, they're becoming more and more steadfast. I mean, even today, the chancellor of Germany, Olaf Scholz, will be visiting the White House. And it's somewhat embarrassing because it looks like the Germans are going to announce a, a, a massive military aid package for Ukraine uh, of over 100 Leopard 1 tanks and other vehicles, bringing them up to spending about $17 billion on Ukraine. And you, as you said at the top, now if you base all the ticker Spending by the European Union to the United States. And that's about a rough equality based on the size of economies, the size of population. The Europeans now have provided more overall assistance to Ukraine, though a significant portion of their assistance has been economic and humanitarian aid. They don't have the industrial base we have to, uh, you know, match us in terms of being able to provide military hardware.
0: Before we let you go, and time's uh, running short, sadly, Uh, There is this divide now in the Republican Party of folks that uh, basically want to focus and concentrate strictly on our borders. Uh, They don't want the United States involved. Why are we giving all of this money to all these other countries? You know, you've heard that rhetoric. It's populist rhetoric. Uh, Explain to our listeners why that approach to world affairs is fundamentally wrong and very dangerous.
1: Well, first of all, i would go back to Tucker Carlson. Can anybody imagine during the blitz over London, the United States wasn't in the war, that an American journalist would go and be friendly with Adolf Hitler and do an ongoing uh, interview? I think that parallel is pretty close. As far as us providing assistance, I think I say there are three reasons. The first is a moral reason. I fought in the war in Kuwait because we said aggression by a neighboring state against a small country was a violation of international norm. It was, in fact, immoral. And we liberated that country from the Iraqis back in 1991. What Putin has done in Ukraine is exactly the same. This is an immoral act, aggression against a smaller country, and virtually thousands and thousands of innocent Ukrainian women and children and elderly have been killed, not to mention the millions who have been displaced. That's a moral reason. Values reason. Yes. There's no doubt Ukraine is an imperfect democracy to say the least, but it's a far more democracy than Russia. Right now, the Russians are getting ready to expel. The one guy who's running on for president against Putin who has no chance of being elected, but he is running on a peace ticket. And so the Russians have decided that he hasn't filled out his forms right. So he won't be allowed to run for president so much for democracy in Russia. And it seems to me if we Americans stand up for values of freedom, justice, liberty, democracy, we would stand up for a democracy. And then last but not least, geopolitics. And I would simply quote The prime minister of Japan, who's standing in the streets of Kiev next to Mr. Zelensky, once said, you know, if you want to deter aggression by the Chinese in East Asia, then you have to win the war in Ukraine. Losing the war in Ukraine would encourage every dictator around the world, whether it's North Korea, whether it's China, whether it's Iran, whether it's Russian Federation, to be more aggressive. Can any person who opposes this possibly believe that if Putin won tomorrow and overtook Ukraine, that that would satisfy him any more than Adolf Hitler was satisfied with Czechoslovakia and Austria.